Okay, we are in Sefer Yeshayahu, Perek Nun Beis, Pasuk Aleph, Uri Uri Livshay Uzech Tzion. So we have seen in the in the previous Perek, Yeshayahu makes a tzvila to the Kaddish Baruch Hu that opens up with the words Uri Uri, that speaking in the name of Bnei Yisrael, it's sort of saying Kaddish Baruch Hu, are you awake? Are you aware what your people are suffering and going through? Have you just hidden yourself? <coughs> now in Pasuk Aleph, the Kaddish Baruch Hu Kaviyoko, is answering them and is answering with the same phrase used in Pasuk Tess in the previous parrot, Uri, Uri, you awaken Israel. Livshi Uzech Zion, clothe yourself with strength. Livshi Bidesif Artech Yerushalayim, clothe yourself with the garments of beauty, Yerushalayim. Kilo Yosef Yavovach, Od Orel Vatome. Because now is coming an era, a messianic era, where never again will the Orel uh, Vatome, Orel is an uncircumcised person, Tome is an impure person, never again will the uncircumcised and the unclean come into your gates, as it were. Um, now, the Mephoshim points out that Uri Uri could mean as well, uh, the first Uri is for the first temple, the second Uri uh, is the second temple, that both the glories will be combined to produce even a greater glory. The Abarbanel says that Aurel, here uncircumcised, applies to Esau, Edom, as it were, and Tame would apply to Ishmael that these were the two great oppressors throughout history of B'nai Yisrael, and they no longer would be a factor. They will not come in. Other Mephoshim say, Arel Vatame could not only just be foreign enemies, but could mean the spiritually amongst yourselves who are uncircumcised spiritually and impure spiritually. Um, Also that um, these people um, would also do, how would you do this? By tshuva. The answer is you, you purify yourself with tshuva. So now we are promised the messianic <coughs> era and the Novi is going to use the metaphor of a chained captive being Israel suddenly being set free. Shake the dust off yourselves, you shalayim, you captives. Um, literally, open your neck chains. Open your neck chains, captive of Zion. You are free. All you have to do, again, is open your chains. And as Rashi puts it, that you're talking about tshuva. Um, you have been sold for nothing uh, and you will not be redeemed by money. What does that mean? Unfortunately, say it means you were sent into Golas because of your own shortcomings, not because of your captives' merits, 
They bought you for nothing. They acquired you for nothing. And similarly, because the captive nations like Asher, like Bavel, like Rome, are just God's tools, instrumentalities. So no quid pro quo is owed them. This is strictly between the Kaddish Baruch Hu and his nation. Chinam nim kartem below the Kesef It has nothing to do with money. Now a quick history lesson. Pasuk Dalit. Ki koamar Hashem alokim. Mitzrayim yorad ami barishan alagursham. Israel's first golos, which was Egypt, was really by the invitation of Egypt itself. Egypt offered it a safe haven and then subsequently enslaves it. Contradistinguish this. Yorad Amit Gursham, Ashur, Assyria, the Ephes Ashku. Ashur had no such history. Asher's conquest of the tribes was Be'efes. It was for nothing. It was pure Oshek, which means robbery. That they had absolutely no uh, purpose. They were merely a tool of the Kaddish Baruch and they were a vehicle to exile B'nai Israel. And it was for Hashem's reason you were exiled, not assured. And now, says the Kaddish Baruch Hu, Hashem. What am I doing here in Gaul? It's a very interesting thought. We know the Gemara says in Megillah, Wherever B'nai Israel was in exile, the Kaddish Baruch Hu was with them. So he's saying, what am I doing here in Gaulus? I have worn out my time, as it were, here. It's, it's counterproductive. By that he means, um, my nation was taken for nothing. It was taken because I wanted them taken at the time. But these nations are too dense to realize that that's all they are. They are tools, vehicles, instrumentalities. This isn't on their own, but they think it's on their own. And so they glory in their triumph. They praise themselves at their ingenuity in destroying the nation of Israel, in capturing B'nai Israel, in keeping them in Gullis. And as a result of this all day or each day, my name is blasphemed because they're thinking we've triumphed over the Kaddish Baruch Hu. So now says the Kaddish Baruch Hu, um, the time to end their boasts, the time to end their blasphemy is here. Therefore on this day or that day really of the ultimate Geula, I will end the blasphemy of my name. Uh, I will reveal that it is I who brought them to Gaulus. It was I who spoke these words. So the Gula will be announced by a herald climbing a high mountain to give the news of Gula, so to give it the widest possible publicity. Posuk uh, Zion. How beautiful it will be on that day when the herald 
rises or climbs the mountain giving the news uh, of Israel's redemption. And so he will announce Mashmiya um, Shalom, he will announce peace. Mivaser Tov, he will tell of the good, Mashmiya Yeshua, he will tell of the salvation. And each one, the Mephoshim say, have a special meaning. Mashmiya Shalom, he is telling the end of war in, in all the world. There will be an end to Milchama. Mevaser Tov, he announces uh, that the Beis Hamikdash is to be rebuilt. Mashmiya Yeshua, he announces the ingathering of all the exiles all over the world. He says to Zion, Omer Zion, Malach Elokecha, your God is now reigning. In addition to these watchmen, in you know, these heralds, called Sipiacha, your watchmen that are usually stationed on mountains in terms of advanced enemy attack, now are saying, Nasu kol yachtav they will enjoy when they see that this Geula is coming. The ayin ba'ayin yiru b'shuv Hashem b'tzion. They would see um, that it, eye to eye, the return to Zion. So this could refer to Nevi'im. In other words, Nevius will now return. Remember after the second temple, Nevoah disappears. Now there will be uh, a return to prophecy. Moreover, it could mean as well, Nevi'im would be, Torah would be back universally. There would be the Gedolim, the Rabbanim uh, would be returned to prominence. Um, continues on Pasuk Tess. Pitzchu rananu yachtav korbos Yerushalayim. Break out in joy, you ruins of Yerushalayim. Ki nichem Hashem amogoy Yerushalayim. Hashem has comforted his people. He has redeemed Yerushalayim. Now, in this era of Mashiach, there will be, says the Navi, a return to open miracles. By open miracles, these are the miracles that would be seen by all the world as miracles. There's no concealing them, there's no interpreting them. It's more or less compared to Mitzrayim. Those wonderful miracles in Mitzrayim that everyone knew had to be the Yad Hashem. So you are gonna see that Hashem Choshav Hashem Esroah, Yakutshel, he's Revealed his arm of strength, and from the ends of the earth they will see his salvation like Mitzrayim. It will be an era of just unmistakable, unconcealed, open miracles performed for the Jewish people. The Rambam takes severe issue with this concept. In the messianic days, there are just going to be miracle after miracle, easily recognizable. The Rambam says in Hilchos Malchus that at the time of Mashiach, Olam Keminhog Nohed. In other words, the world will continue normally. Don't expect 
these kind of miracles. Rather, says the Rambam, Bechol Elu Hajbarim, this is a quote from, again, Hilchos uh, Malachim, all these things that we speak of, of Tchias HaMesim and miracles, Kishir Riyotze Bahem, all the ancillary miracles, Lo Yadu Adam Echiyu Adshiyu. Man does not know how this is going to happen, if this will happen, until it happens. Elo, but says the Ramam, Yechakeh, the duty of the Jew is to wait, the Yamin Bechlal Hazovar, believe in the general principle of a messianic age, Kemosha beyond, like we have explained. It's not out of the question, but we can't say for sure there is going to be this kind of miracles. And now a call to all Jews to leave their gullus and return home. And that means all Jews in all the places of gullus, whether they've got it good or whether they've got it bad. Yudal, suru suru tsumisham tome altigu. In other words, leave, turn away, turn away, get out of there to put it in the vernacular, no matter how comfortable it is. Do not touch anything unclean. Uh, clean, cleanse yourself. You who carry the reason for the tahara, you who carry God's vessels. No say kli Hashem. So clean yourself spiritually, what the Mephoshim say, is from really the non-Jewish philosophies you've absorbed in Golas, for the non-Jewish ways from the ways of the Goyim. Cleanse yourself, get up, and leave, because you are the no-se-koel, and you are going to carry the level of Torah, the purity of Torah, to the next level. Ki lo You are not going to leave hurriedly, contrasted to Egypt, where it says, No panic. No hurry, but as Gullus ends forever, you will not be fleeing from danger. You will leave deliberately, purposely. Um, you're not going to flee. You're not running from anybody. And the Kaddish Baruch Hu will lead you and at the same time be behind you. You will be under his total complete protection. And now we come to the last three psukim of this parsha. And as we have seen before, this is a typical example of it being totally out of sequence. These three psukim belong as the beginning of the next parsha, Nun Gimel. But as we have seen through the vagaries and ignorance of these New Testament theologians in the Middle Ages, they arbitrarily divided the Prokim. This has absolutely no role here in Perik Nunbez, but should start Nun Gimel. But that's only part of the problem. The subject of this Nevoah, these three Tzukim here, and I think 12 in, in Mem uh, uh, Nun Dalet, have been the subject of terrible controversy, terrible criticism, terrible persecution to this day 
because of a possible misinterpretation deliberate by theologians of the New Testament, by um, non-Jews, even by missionaries that have haunted us to this day. And the reason is, as we're going to see, what the Navi is doing is casting the terrible persecutions and suffering that B'nai Yisrael has gone in the centuries before Golos in the form of a metaphor of every man, a single Jew, Avdi, Avdi Hashem. It makes him a sort of a universal metaphor. He has suffered, he has been emaciated and tortured, but now he arises from the depths to world acclaim and becomes a savior to all the world. So one doesn't have to see where they're getting at in this Nebuah or in their interpretation of this Nebuah. And as I say, this has haunted us for centuries and it is so complicated and involved that it would be wrong to start it. So at 8.45 a.m. tomorrow, we will begin this very complex Nebuah that, as I say, has been a source of trouble, persecution, and still to this day, misinterpretation of what it means to the Jewish people. Ad Khan.